Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of On Your Mark. Man, so excited to be getting with you guys again today as we continue in our topic of discussion, our series on Triggered by the Truth, uh, as we are diving into some widely held beliefs, some things that we've kind of allowed to be uh, attached to us, some um, some things and some ideas and ideals that we've maybe grabbed a hold to or grasp onto or that have been forced on us that we are operating under and uh, and not really having a good understanding or uh, having a good reason why. The Bible tells us that we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. So if we are going to be free, uh, then we're going to have to be discerning. We're going to have to be discerning about uh, the things that we find ourselves uh, kind of doing on autopilot. We're going to have to be discerning about the things that um, we picked up on from family systems and family dynamics. We're going to have to be discerning about things that we picked up on when we were in school and at school and things that we pick up on on the job and all of those things. Man, we got to really look at those things and, and ask ourselves some serious questions. Now, hold on for a second now. Is this uh, biblical? Is this what God is calling me to do? Uh, is this something that Perhaps it made sense a while ago, but no longer makes sense now. Uh, we just really need to pay attention to some of those things so that we make sure we're not putting ourselves in in certain positions that are hindering us or or holding us back. Uh, one of the ways we've been discussing uh, this idea of triggered by the truth uh, in our last few episodes is the idea of loyalty and making sure our loyalties are not displaced. There's a lot of triggering things there when we start to talk about loyalty, uh, specifically in in a family dynamic. You know, where do your loyalties lie? Is mom above wife? Is dad above husband? Or is children above husband? Who? Where does all that stuff, um, you know, kind of fall out? And we've been talking about, hey, God is number one. And if God is number one, then he dictates who's number two. Uh, and and in a marital relationship, it's God first, then spouse. Uh, it's God first, then spouse, and then children. It's God first, then spouse, then children, then parent. Like all of those things are outlined as we align ourselves with the priority, uh, and and we focus on who is first. And then also we talked about this idea of making sure that our priorities and our loyalties fall in the right place so that we don't get out of balance. I hear so many people talking about this idea of, you know, I'm just trying to balance things out. It's like, listen, good luck with that there, because that, that really doesn't exist. There's really no such thing as balance unless you have your priorities out of line. If you have your priorities in line, you won't live a balanced life. And I'm going to be honest with you. You don't need to. You don't want to. Uh, a balanced life is an average life. If we put balance in terms of numbers, then what that means is you just put all things together, you add them together, you divide it by however many things you throw in the pot and whatever comes out, that's the average. We don't want that. We want a prioritized life where we put God first. And then the things that don't get our attention because of the priority are things that didn't need our attention in the first place. So we have to really be, uh, you know, kind of be mindful uh, of, of those things. When we talk about loyalty, when we talk about priority and we make the, the this statement, we've made it in throughout these um, these podcasts uh, talking about triggered by the truth and specifically as it relates to loyalty. We've talked about the fact that God is the only one that deserves and is due uh, unconditional loyalty for everyone else. 
Loyalty is conditional and fluid, meaning if something changes in that situation, if God calls me differently, if God uh, places me in a different place, if he is calling me out of something, then I'm loyal to God. That means if you can feel how you want to feel, well, but you said you was going to do this. Listen, I spoke out of turn, right? I'm not in control. God is. And I apologize for speaking out of turn, but God has called me away from here. And whatever I told you, um, the fact that God is calling me means, yeah, I, I, I may have to, to to pay to break the contract or I may have to whatever I have to do, I have to do. But I am I am loyal to God first. He is my priority. So now I have to maneuver according to that. And I, I apologize if I spoke out of turn. I shouldn't have done that. I I was speaking um, in a in a moment. And, and that moment carried forward when I had no idea what God might do. And sometimes we have to do that, man. And it, you know, like I say, it is what it is. It means what it means. But I'm loyal first to God. I, I want to stay in that vein today and kind of uh, finish up our, our loyalty portion of the Triggered by the Truth uh, with just kind of a catch-all. And, and, and I realize that, that when I say that, a lot of times when you put a catch-all thing there, you, you miss so many different things. But but hopefully this will kind of uh, sum up a lot of what we're talking about here with just kind of this catch-all phrase of loyalty to systems. Now, let me try to explain what I mean with this idea of loyalty to systems with this uh, with this illustration that I've, I've seen a lot. Um, I've seen these funny kind of uh, memes or illustrations or, or thoughts and ideas on on social media with this idea of self-checkout now. You know, there's self-checkout and people are making jokes about it. Uh, I'm not going to a self-checkout. I don't work at Walmart. I'm not going to a self-checkout. I don't work at Kroger. So I'm going to go to the cashier. I'm going to go to the person or the place. I'm going to go where they do it because I don't work here. Or And then there's the, all the ones that... Um, that go to the self checkout and they make the joke saying, "No, you're not gonna check my receipt if you know if you didn't train me how to check myself out, then you can't expect me to be able to do it." You know, it's it's all funny, ha ha, and all of that stuff. But but it speaks to uh, a, a little bit of a uh, a loyalty to a specific system, and and as things shift and as things change, then we find ourselves fighting against the new thing. Uh, because of how things always were, because of what we're used to, we're we're loyal to that thing. Now, no, I want to go to this thing. And and my my grandmother uh, growing up used to have this particular store, and she had a a, a very similar routine where uh, every every Saturday, you know, she wanted to go to the store to do her grocery shopping, and um, the store has a parking lot. <laughs> But 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 Big Mama wanted to pull beside the parking lot right on the street where the cars were. And she would tell you, no, you leave this car right here. I'm going to go in here and then I'm going to come back. This is where I park. Now, no doubt that's where she had been parking all of her life. But but all of her life is now something some 75, 80 years. And the traffic patterns are a little bit different now. And the store has grown and and the way things operate now are a little different. Uh, grandma, a uh, big mama, there's a park right up front. No, 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 baby. You park right here on the side of the street. This is where I want you to park. And, and so we can get so caught up in the system of how we've done things that we don't adjust or rearrange our mindset and our attitude to what is now. And it can end up costing us. Now, look, that's a simple illustration, not a big deal. But the point of the matter is the way things were when she originally start parking on the side of the street, it's different now. So, so that, that type of thing affects affects how everything else is run. The, the way we used to do grocery 
is different now. Now you can simply pull out your phone and make make your list and just pull up and hit a button and your your back trunk go up and people will literally bring grocery to you. But now I want folk coming to my car and I ain't dealing with that and they might get the wrong thing and they're going to replace this with that and I don't want to deal with that. Listen, that's fine, but, but we need to understand that we can't be so loyal to a system that we're not willing to, to adjust to what new systems might come in place that might, watch this, actually make our lives easier. I will never forget the day I really came in contact with the power of ordering food through the app on my phone. And, and I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight here on how that happened, because this it changed the system in my mind. Um, go to Chick-fil-A and, and listen, Chick-fil-A in certain times of the day are super busy. They got lines wrapped around the block, all of that stuff. And they do about as good a job as you can do managing the chaos, managing the lines, all of that stuff. And I still, for the life of me, can't figure out why more people have, haven't adopted their style of flow and how they do things. Neither here nor there. But here's my point. We're in that and, and we go through and, and it's, a you know, they get you in in a fairly decent amount of time. But I remember somebody saying, hey, you should down, you should try the Chick-fil-A app. Now, we had already gotten the Chick-fil-A app and we were using the points and things like that. But I never utilized the order online function or the order ahead function. Um, and I fooled around one day, man, and I put the order in It's me and my wife and I have uh, we have three boys. Uh, and, and I put the order in and, and I hit the button and it said to let them know when I get there. And, and in my mind, I was like, well, now I don't want you to wait till I get here to start preparing the food. So I hit the button that says, I'm, you know, I'm already here. Go ahead and start preparing my food. And, uh, and I remember I hit the button, we were about seven or eight minutes away and, and I drive, I drove in and I parked and I walked into the store. And as I was walking into the front door and I was turning that corner that says, you know, online orders or app. I don't remember. I don't even know exactly what it says, but it's says turn here. As I was turning that corner, a guy was walking to the, the little area and, and he called out my name, LaMarcus Brandt. And I looked up, my eyes were big and I kind of raised my hand. I'm right here. I grabbed, he gave me the bag and, and uh, the little sticker was on the outside with everything on it. They had all the sauces. Everything was in there. I remember turning around, walking out and the same, I walked between the, the same cars that I walked between to go in the store was the cars that I walked between to go out of the store. And I got back in the car and I was like, I am never ever, ever ordering a different way in my life. I may have been a little bit dramatic at that point, but my point was I had an epiphany, man, like, wait, th this is a new system. This is how we can do something. Now, that's that's very, very trivial. But follow me for a minute. I ain't ordering on no app and I ain't doing all of that. And I'm not I'm going to get right here in this line and sit there for 15 minutes. Now, granted, they do a great job of ushering things by and getting you in and all of that stuff. And ne none of that is actually my point. My actual point is systems change and when we are so loyal to a particular system we can find ourselves being left behind by something because we refuse to change it we see that even in the technology now there are certain apps that won't work on your phone because you refuse to get the update there are certain things that won't work because you refuse to move to the different operating system and what i'm saying is in life man in life, we're going to have to be willing to adjust 
to some of the systems and stop being so loyal to a particular system. Now we're talking about apps and things, and you got to figure all that stuff out uh, for yourself. And I want I want to highly suggest that you do so because it can make uh, your life so much better. Um, but but this is there, there are certain things we got to look at, and and this whole idea of being loyal to systems is similar to traditions, but but it's a little bit of a a step forward or, or a little bit more to it than just loyalty to a particular tradition because these are things that are kind of woven into our everyday um, belief system or life and kind of how we operate and what we're doing. Um, there are some systems of saving. Some of us are still kind of on our grandparents' idea of saving where in our mind cash is king. Um, and I know that's a, a phrase that's been thrown out uh, from a financial standpoint. Uh, you got you need to make sure you got a bunch of cash on you because cash is king. And and my rebuttal to that is is simply this as long as you can get the cash you need that's fine but but just to walk around with a bunch of cash underneath your mattress or sitting you're actually losing money here's my proof text of that the rich people don't do that rich people don't just keep a bunch of cash on them because they understand something they understand that the dollar is worth less today than it was yesterday. So if I want if I want my my wealth, if I want my money to keep up with the devaluation of the dollar, then I got to put it somewhere where it's going to continuously grow so that the same dollar today that's worth 90 cent, now my dollar is worth a dollar 20 cent because I had it somewhere where it would grow and do that. And this whole idea of you know, I'm granddad and said, make sure you just got a bunch of cash, you know, keep cash. Don't trust the banks. Don't do this. Listen, this is not an advertisement for banks. This is not an advertisement for 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 getting in the stock market. None of that. That's not what this is. What it is, though, is to say sometimes we can be so loyal to a system or belief that we've been taught that we actually are hurting and hindering ourselves. And we would do well to research and figure out perhaps a better way of going about doing it. Now, other other systems that we get caught in is this whole idea of a system of of child rearing. Well, if it was good enough for my grandmama and good enough for for my mama and good enough for me, it's good enough for my child. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, no, it's not. It, it's just not. Things are so different. Now, that does not mean the kids run the house. That does not mean they get their way. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm simply saying that perhaps we need to approach things a little different because the world that they live in now is so different than the world that we grew up in. It's so different than the world that our parents and our grandparents grew up in. Do you understand? I, I graduated high school in 1999. And my kids make the comment sometimes like, yeah, you graduated in the 1900s. And I was like, man, she whiz, 1900. It was 99, like one more year. But but the point is, it's to them, it's a world apart. But but when I think about it, it really is a world apart. Do you understand that, that when I was in middle school or, or when I was in high school, if you wanted to look at what they call nudie pictures, or if you wanted to look at uh, pictures and things and you'd be on the bus and you'd hear people giggling and you'd see things or, or a group of guys be huddling up, you had to have it on paper. Somebody had to bring in a, a book or a magazine with that stuff in. Do you understand that now at one click, 
any and everybody who has a phone can have that stuff in their face right now. So it's not the same. We have to be able to innovate and figure out how to do things different. The same old systems will not produce. We, we can't do that. System of time management. We have to be mindful and aware even of how we manage our time. Uh, I, I spoke uh, earlier about the idea of balance and things, things of that nature. That's gone out of the window. The world is moving way too fast for us to try to be balanced in life. That's not how that works. We are going to have to prioritize the things that are important and be okay with things that we don't get to. It is just that simple. We got to come up with different systems to make sure that we're working things in the way that they need to work so that we can be uh, productive so that we can be uh, in line with Christ and the things that he's calling us to do. We have to be able to do that. And to do that, we're going to have to be willing to abandon some antiquated systems. We're going to have to be willing to, to throw out some of those things and those things that we always said we would never do. I, I think I gave the, the illustration earlier about in a few uh, of some other podcasts where my grandfather was talking about seeing airships and how he was saying that it's, it's never going to take off. And then all of a sudden we're flying all over the world in airplanes. Now he talked about how uh, he would see um, a, a, a motorized vehicle, a motorized carriage going down the street, just bumping and smoking and all of that stuff. And he said that they thought it would never take off and there'd be a horse and buggy that would drive past the, the motorized carriage or the motorized car having a hard time. And all of a sudden we're riding around in these cars that drive themselves now. So, so the idea is we're going to have to be able to abandon systems that no longer work and pick up on systems that are actually benefiting and growing uh, our life, that are drawing us nearer and closer to Christ, that are helping us be better. We have some technologies and stuff at our disposal now that that's just mind blowing, man, that our, our grandparents and heck, even my mom and dad. Uh, couldn't even fathom just 10 or 15 years ago. So we, we got to be willing to do that. Here, here's a, a proof. Here's a text that I want to give you just to share a little bit about what I'm talking about. Joshua chapter five, Joshua chapter five. I'm just going to read verse 11, give you a little bit of background, but Joshua chapter five, verse 11, the day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. That day, the manna stopped. Let me, let me read 11 again, then I'll read 12. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. Verse 12, the manna stopped that day. The reason I'm reading that, this is this is Joshua, and, and he's getting ready to lead the children of Israel uh, to battle uh, of at Jericho, and he's led them across the Jordan, right? They crossed over the Jordan. If you remember, for 40 years, God has been raining down manna. He has been feeding them bread from heaven. He's been feeding them. He's been taking care of them. He's been doing all of that, and they cross over the Jordan. Um, they have a uh, they have the Passover. He he consecrates them. They go through all these rituals. They're getting ready to go do battle at Jericho. And, and the Bible says that when they after they crossed over um, the, the day that they celebrated the Passover, the next day, the next day, the very next day, they ate of the land. They ate some of the produce from the land. They, they haven't they haven't um, 
conquered the promised land. They haven't inhabited the promised land, but they've crossed the Jordan. They're in the land. They're, they're getting ready to go to battle and they, they get some of the produce, some of the things from the land and they eat from the land. And the Bible says that day, the manna stopped. Wait a minute now, because the manna has been falling for 40 years. Why all of a sudden did it stop? Because the system has changed now. There's a new system in play now. I was taking care of you guys because you were over here. Now that you've crossed over and you're getting ready to now inhabit the promised land, the promised land will provide. You're going to have to go out there now and get the produce. You're going to have to go out and roast the grain. You're going to have to go out uh, and feed yourself. And the thing that's so vivid to me about this particular text, they hadn't even conquered Jericho yet. They haven't fought yet. They haven't overcome yet. They just crossed over. They're getting ready to go. But the fact is now the system has shifted. The system has changed. I'm still with you. I'm still protecting you. I'm still taking care of you. I'm going to look out for you. But now the system, now that you've crossed over, we're in a new system now. And you're going to have to adjust to that. And, and the manna stops. So, so, so what that means, and we got to understand this, what that means is when they woke up the next morning, there was no manna on, manna on the ground. No manna had fallen for them to go and collect and eat, which automatically sparks in their mind. Now we got to go out and get it. Now we have to go out and get it. And I think sometimes we get so beholden to, to systems that we don't know how to behave. We don't know how to operate when that system all of a sudden shuts down, when that thing is no longer operative. And I'm going to tell you, just like the, the children of Israel had to figure out right then, that if there's no man on the ground, we got to go get some more produce. We, we, we're not testing now. We're not taste testing. We're going out because we have to eat. And so we have to be willing to do that. Some practical things that that I want to share with you uh, just 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 really quickly. Um. Some things I want to share with you really quickly. God will certainly orchestrate and create, create and orchestrate certain systems for us. But but sometimes those systems were never meant to be permanent. And sometimes those systems are never meant to be ongoing. They're meant to get you over the hump. They're meant to get you to a certain point. They're meant to to get you to a place so that you can now be more apt to or more able uh, to move forward on your own. So I, I just want to give us a few things, a few practical things, three, three practical things. And I'm just going to give you the three and we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit uh, briefly about them, because I think this is more of an overview of how we have to view things. We have to view things in a growth mindset, in a development mindset and in an innovative mindset. This is not foreign from the Bible. We have to view things in a growth mindset, in a developmental mindset, and in an innovative mindset. This is not foreign in the Bible. Often, often we see people have to be pulled out of uh, an old way of thinking. Often we see people have to be set in a different path. No, no, no. I understand that it's been done that way, but this is what God uh, is calling us to. This is what's his intention all the time. That was never meant to be permanent. That was situational. So now that we're here, we need to operate in this mode and we need to operate this way. All led by God. Don't you misunderstand me. I'm not telling you we go our own way. No, this is God's. This is God leading us. It was God who rained down manna. It was God who caused the manna to stop. So we're still following him, but we don't stay in an old system that he created because we're so used to it. We continue to grow. We continue to develop. We continue to innovate within the systems that he's outlined. So we need to learn to do that growth mindset, man. The way we manage 
our household. We need to be in a growth mindset, a developmental mindset, and an innovative mindset. The way we cook, the way we clean, chores, things of that nature. It's okay. Do you, I, man, listen, some of you guys right now have a, a little round thing circling through your house because you got it set. You got you have the vacuum cleaner set to, to come off the little dock and go and clean and stuff. Come on, man. That That's not something that our parents and our, our grandparents ever even dreamed of. When I was growing up, I was the one that took the broom off the dock and swept the floor. It's just there are new things that come into play. And I'm not suggesting we have to do that. I'm saying we have to have the type of growth mindset, developmental mindset and innovative mindset to set systems and things up in our household to where we manage things in a way that frees us up and puts us in a place to where we can now grow. There are some some of you guys out there have um Two, two incomes coming into the house because the husband is working and the wife is working. And then you come home from work and you got kids, you got jobs, you got um, schedules and all of that stuff. And then you're still trying to manage all this other stuff. Look, we got to be smarter about how we handle some of these things. We got to be smarter about how we prioritize. Again, growth mindset, developmental mindset, innovative mindset. How do we manage this stuff? It may be that we need to bring in some help because we don't have a stay at home mom or a stay at home dad. We don't have um, one person working part time and one per listen, we got to be smart about how we do it. Stop being so beholden to system. What well, a system is that the wife takes care of this, this and this. Well, but not when she was also working a full time job. We have to be smart, have a growth mindset a developmental mindset and an innovative mindset and in how we do that. We got to do the same thing with child rearing. I mentioned earlier about all the, um, you know, about how if you were going to do wrong, you had you had to to go out of your way to do wrong when we were growing up and younger. Now it, it can be as simple as going to an app on the phone. It can be as simple as uh, pulling out your phone. It can be a FaceTime. It can be like all of those different things. Like, you know, I had to get on to my son the other time because I was like, son, how do you know exactly where your friends are? Well, we share this app and then they know exactly where I am. That means somebody knows exactly where I am, too. I don't want somebody tracking me. I'm not naive. I get it. I have an iPhone. So trust me, somebody know where I am at all points. And I get that part. But not some 12 or 13 year old. <laughs> like I mean, so so but but there's so much going on there. We have to be mindful about how we even raise and rear our children, the different sports and all the things that they're going and that they're into. We have to be smart about that. And frankly, sometimes we have to say no. Right. Just because they come up with all these things don't need to meet. Don't mean we need to be involved in all of these things. But we have to have the type of growth mindset, developmental mindset, innovative mindset. That will keep our loyalties to God first, prioritize him, let him dictate the rest. And then we put the type of things in place that will allow us to carry those things out. We have to do that the way we manage our time. It is so, so important. Growth, this idea of growth. Uh, I remember, you know, if, if you grew up the way I grew up, kind of out in the country, sometimes you'd be walking around with your uh, barefoot. And uh, my, sometimes a grandma's like, oh, my mom's like, put some shoes on your feet growing too fast. Um, no, no, actually, I need to keep the shoes off so that my feet can grow properly because confining them will actually stunt the growth. And in, in sometimes and I'm just using that as an illustration uh, to say we have to grow. Sometimes we have to pull off these old systems so we can actually grow into what we need to do, where we need to be going, how we need to go about going there. So have that growth mindset to be able to do that, that developmental mindset. Learn new skills, man. Learn how to operate some of these systems that this this whole idea with um, AI. So many people are freaked out by it and all that stuff. And I totally get it. There's a lot of hang ups and drawbacks with it. But 
you know, a lot of people said the same thing when the television first came out. A lot of people said the same thing when the pager comes out or or when any new technology comes out. What I'm saying is we have to learn to leverage these things for our Christian benefit. We have to learn uh, to allow these things to help us. So learning new skills and and learning how to 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 employ those skills so that our priorities stay intact. In but we also are able to live. Uh, so learn, learn new skills, study, develop, have that type of development developmental mindset to where you can leverage this technology in these things to really help us out, man. We literally have on our just as easily as somebody can get to something negative on the phone. You can get to the Bible, a Bible app, somebody to preach to you, somebody to teach you, somebody to, to show you something. You can go on on YouTube and Google how to do fill in the blank and you can learn something new. You can improve yourself. But we have to have this type of developmental mindset to do that and to, to have this innovative mindset. Well, we don't shy away from uh, the, the technology that's available. Uh, we don't we don't shy away from automating and things like that. And I'm going to say this. Uh, some of us got to learn to start to start outsourcing some things. Listen, it's too much technology out there for us to be proficient in all of it. Find the things that you're going to be proficient in and then outsource some stuff, man. Some Sometimes you just need to outsource some stuff so that you can be freed up so that you can make sure and keep the the number one things the number one things. Sometimes I need to be freed up to spend time with my wife. I need to be freed up to spend time with my kids. I need to be freed up to spend time with the Lord. So we got to learn to have an innovative mindset, for, if for no other reason, to make sure that we do keep things uh, in the right line and the right priorities and things like that. So I, I again, I know I'm going fast. I know I've said a lot uh, because this is kind of that catch-all uh, loyalty to systems, but I really want to come at some of our, our mindset on, well, this is the way it's always been done, and this system has worked for me. Has it really? Have you really t- took a, a moment to look at it and see what it would be if you had changed to a new operating system, or if you had upgraded, or if you had downloaded the new system, you know, that type of thing. So again, let's make sure that we have the growth mindset Let's make sure we're having a developmental mindset and let's make sure we're having an innovative mindset. Grow. Give yourself space to grow, develop, read, study, learn the skills necessary and be innovative, man. Find the technologies that's going to improve and impact your life and allow yourself to put yourself in a position where you can be the man of God. God has called you to be the woman of God. God has called you to be the parent. God has called you to be the wife, the the husband, uh, whatever God is calling you to. Utilize these systems that are set up. These God, watch this. These godly systems, or these systems that are out there that you can use and manufacture in a way that's going to help bring you and your family closer to God. I'm not trying to say that God created artificial intelligence, but if there's a way that you can utilize some of the things that are out here to help you, if you can utilize your app on your phone so you don't have to sit in line for 20 minutes, then you just bought 20 minutes of time that you can spend with your family. Kind of feel me on where I'm coming with this. I'm not I'm not trying to say these are Christian systems. That's, that's not where I'm going with that. I'm just saying we as Christians have to be smart enough to grow, develop, and innovate in a way that these systems can be utilized to help us be better for Christ, better for our families, better for the people we're around, and just better all around so that we make sure our loyalty stay intact. Look, man, I know I said a lot. Hopefully something has been uh, useful, beneficial to you. Continue to uh, to, to really grow uh, and learn and develop. Uh, make sure that you are staying with the Lord and make sure that you are following his systems and, and his programs and the way he's outlined things. Uh, and ask him, man. Pray and ask him, Lord, how would you have me to 
to renew my mind in this area? How would you have me to grow as it relates to this? How, how do we need as a family to develop in this way? What type of innovation is necessary for us here at, at this moment with these technologies and these things? How do we need to manage this stuff? He will give it to you, man. If you lack wisdom, ask him. He gives wisdom freely. He is wisdom itself. So call on him. Uh, he will certainly help you with that. And I just believe it'll be a blessing to you and your family. Uh, it'll take some of the stress and anxiety out of your life, off of your life, and you'll be able to be better for those uh, around you and a better representative of him. Again, I pray that something's been said that'll be a benef- uh, that'll be beneficial to you. If you need us for any reason, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, engage with us, man. Uh, go to our website, uniquelifechurch.org. Find ways to engage with us. Come visit. If you're in the, the, the Jackson, Madison, Risland, Canton area, Come and visit us on Sundays, man. Let us know you're coming. We'd love, 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 love to host you uh, and treat you real well uh, and just engage with us. Let us know how we can continue to be a blessing to you again. um, So good to be getting on our marks together. I can't wait until we do so again. Until then, know that I'm thinking about you. Know that I'm praying for you. God bless you. God keep you. And I love you.